1: I'm thrilled to be partnering with one of my favourite jewellery brands, Misma, to bring you this episode of Rain. Misma are the pioneers of demi-fine jewellery and just like the podcast, are all about self-expression. So I really want to tell you about Misma's Icons collection, which is designed to be worn every day and made to be layered so you can really make it your own. Another thing I love about Miss is that they work with up-and-coming creatives and designers. From their ultimate bestsellers, the Malachite Signet Ring, designed with longtime collaborator Lucy Williams, to the stunning In Good Hands Pearl Necklace by fashion designer Harris Reed, the icons collection are pieces of jewellery that are as iconic as you are. And we're in good company too, as Missima is often spotted on fellow icons Kendall Jenner and Billie Eilish. So to celebrate you being an icon yourself, I got a treat for you, head to Misma.com and use Josh15 at the checkout for 15% off, excluding promotions and the Missima Fine Collection. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. This podcast is all about empowerment and open conversations with incredible guests. So let's get straight into it. We're celebrating today because it's Rain's second birthday. So as a gift to us all, we're welcoming back one of my favourite guests, Madeline Klein, who joins us from her holiday. So there are some stunning exotic birds in the background. So think of this as a therapeutic retreat for us all. And like any good retreat, we cover some serious ground, from learning to forgive ourselves, to overcoming our past, and dealing with that tricky thing, change. That's something Madeline knows all about, having found overnight fame on Netflix's huge show, Outbacks, which is back for season three, FYI. More on that coming up. And we hear about her Mamma Mia moment whilst filming Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, with the likes of Kate Hudson. But the thing I love most about this episode is how Madeline talks about how counseling plans and saying no is the ultimate self-care. So I hope this episode inspires you to put yourself first. Well, hello,
0: babes. How are you? Hello. So good. How are you?
1: I'm so good. I cannot believe that this episode is celebrating the second year of the podcast. I so, this is know. basically a parley, a parte. So, key question, babes, do you have a stunning singing voice? Because I feel like we're going to have to sing happy birthday. How is your singing oh, voice? It's I... like the cat's chorus?
0: Uh, no, it, 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 it is a voice and it sings you know you know when they said um when they said make a you know make a joyful noise it it is it doesn't mean that the joyful noise sounds good to others but it's joyful Mm. and i'll sing
1: it comes from the soul but i am
0: (laughs) yes yes it does come from the soul (laughs)
1: But it definitely doesn't have the range. That's how I feel about my sing voice. So maybe we we won't make people listen to us sing Happy Birthday. But what kind of party starter are you, babe? Are you like the kind of girl who gets to the party and she's like, I'm in it. We're making a good time. I'm the pusher. What kind of party girl are you?
0: Oh, God. You know, it's so funny. Because, yes, I feel like some of my favorite parties have been when I walk in with friends and we're like shots immediately everybody line the fuck up you know we're playing drinking games or we're, you know twister i don't know something <laughs> and um and then we just like we get the music and it's just it's just like you know we're got soldiers lined up in an army like a drill sergeant yes that's, those are, the, I love, those have been the best parties, but also I can be, and it, you know, it's really funny, and I don't know when I'm going to get this version of, of party, Maddie, is when I'm, like, at the party, and I'm kind of, like, having an out-of-body experience, and I just go find, like, a room to hide in, mm. and and just, like, go on TikTok, maybe a little tipsy. I also, or, like, I'm hiding in the bathroom at, like, a, in a public place. Yeah. Just, like. I just need like my little box I'm gonna square.
1: I'm either like 100% in like I'm gonna I'm like the force fun kind of guy or otherwise I'm literally sitting in a room literally trying to like get the energy there's no there's no in between yes. I'm like all in yeah. all out
0: <laughs> yes I know and you can't like you can't have half energy
1: No honey
0: it's it's either you know we're dancing under the full moon drunk or and screaming or we are or we are putting on our fuzzy socks and watching white lotus (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like it's either one or the other
1: well babes it is an absolute honor to have you back on the podcast and we have got so much to cover since we last spoke and, but one two of the most. Two years, important- is it? Two years. Yeah, it
0: was two years. Yeah, so long. And I
1: mean, life has changed, but I always think the most important question of all you can always ask everyone is not just how are you, but how are you really? How are you finding life at the moment?
0: I am so good. I'm, you know, I'm just. It, it's been a. I'd like to say it's been like a whirlwind couple of uh, months, but I feel like. I feel like in the past four years have gone by so quickly and so much has happened. And, um, and now I'm on hiatus from, you know, outer banks and, you know, we're kind of in like the, the aftermath of, um, you know, glass onion coming out. And so I'm kind of like finally having a minute to just like sit mm. and like breathe and breathe If you've seen the movie, if you know, you know, m- breathe the the moment. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It's just been oh god I I feel so like immensely lucky um, and, you know like everything kind of comes with like when when everything is all happening so fast it's so hard to process everything in the moment until you get a chance to slow down and then it kind of hits you and then like you know lots of emotions kind of come like come with it um, but I've just you know I've I've just been I feel really lucky to like be able to to be able to sit in, in and feel all those things, you know, mm. and and they're all so positive, so I, it's a great time, what a time to be alive.
1: What a time to be alive, and it's so important to take those moments to find that gratitude and yeah. be present in those moments, because if you think back to the you that joined this podcast first time around now, how much have you changed and sort of developed as a person?
0: <gasps> so much, so much. That was... I'm trying to think I think that was 22 year old me and I just turned 25 um I've changed so much I've learned so much and it's so funny because I remember my mom would always tell me you know that because she when she was like 19 or something she she was young she, she up and left her small town and moved to California as well and um then she moved out to Hawaii and um And she would tell me that the person that had left her house, like she, she's like, there were times where like a couple years would go by, and if I had met myself, I wouldn't really recognize her. Mm. And I always thought that was so weird, but it it makes a lot of sense now because I think about, I think about you know who I was when we first started filming Outer Banks, and even before that, and then even after that, like how much, how much we've, I've just how many emotions I felt like how you know how how many highs and lows there have been and how they've all those have all informed who I am now um and I you know I kind of I wish I could go back and just like um I wish I could go back as current me and like look at 21 year old me and just give her like a little bit of advice like a, a big sister like hey bitch <laughs> don't do that um you know or like or you're like you good job you know I don't know but it's it is so funny um I have I, I do feel like I've changed a lot I think I've gotten wiser um and you know I obviously still I'm 25 I have so much to learn but it is it is crazy it's so much has happened so many little paradigm shifts and you know a little little awakenings and also like you know not in a morbid way but also little deaths that all happen mm. in in yourself Um, which all, you know, always leads to like new births of, of better parts of yourself.
1: That's so beautifully put because in that journey, what do you think has been one of the greatest challenges you've had to face or overcome?
0: You know, without, I mean, I don't mean it sounding corny, but self like forgiving myself for like a lot of things, um, not being so hard on myself. And, um, yeah, I think, I think one of the biggest, because I'm not a grudge holder. Like I'll, I'll, I'll remember everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't, and I don't hold grudges, but it's funny because I realized that oftentimes I would hold on to, um, negative emotions because about any certain situation, um, I I wouldn't forgive myself for them so I would hold that like you know whatever that negative experience was and I would kind of like turn around on myself and blame myself like if only I hadn't been so whatever like blank you know and and I would I would just kind of I would sit and beat myself up I think as a way of trying to process you know certain things and I've learned to forgive myself Uh, it is a form of, is an absolute form of self love. And, um, you know, I think with that not being so hard on myself, um, I beat myself up so much. I'm like, I'm a a perfectionist. Um, and I've always been a perfectionist. And so I'll, you know, I'll get, I'll get so nervous about certain things, Mm. whether it's like work, friendships, relationships, um, I don't know what, whatever it, it may be. I'm so, I'm such a perfectionist and I feel, I think I have an anxiety attachment style. So I only feel as safe as my last interaction with, you know, whatever it is. So it's like, again, work, relationships, friendships. And um, I tend to, I tend to kind of go into like a little turtle shell about it. And so learning how to forgive myself and also give my, allow myself to, um, you know, to be. Myself unapologetically has been a really really big journey. Uh, like mm. we talked about earlier, I am such a people pleaser. I, yeah. I want everybody to be happy, and um, it's just you simply can't do that, <laughs> you know. And so I'm learning to um, for well, look, I'm on astrology talk right now, and um, and it's I'm learning how to set down my lever rising. And pick up my Sagittarius side, my Sagittarius son.
1: (laughs) I love that. We
0: love her. She's honest. She's fearless. And we're putting down the people pleasing. Yes, because
1: that's a very hard thing to do when you have Mm -hmm. gone through so much change. Like You became what some people call, in inverted commas, COVID famous. And then Mm. you're literally seeing, like, the show Outer Banks comes out while we're all locked down. Then all of a sudden, you see these numbers go up and up and up and up and up on Instagram. It just keeps on going, keeps on going. And then it's very contained and you come out into everyday life and it's like, bam. (laughs) Your life is changing. And it's very hard to... Like I find, I've had so much change happening to me in the last two years. Like mm. I'm talking relationships, like buying a house with a boy. I mean, I never thought that was even possible. I can't believe I've even done that. And sometimes <laughs> no. you never actually get the chance to like mourn your old life in a weird way. Yes. Have you found that?
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's. I think that's like a that that's huge. COVID just like a pandemic. You know, kind of ripped at the fabric of what society as we like Mm knew it was It, it kind of it was a huge shift like um it it was crazy for all of us and I think you know I think with like we were talking about earlier with little like with new beginnings you know all that usually is um that usually is followed by you know little deaths or like little like little deaths of or small parts of yourself and sometimes within the change that's so exciting we don't we we don't experience or like take the minute to like like embrace what's going around or it just feel it you know we just Mm. we're we're so busy getting to where we're going I think yeah I think everybody's kind of um I know I have and I know a lot of a lot of my friends as well like it it we're still like still feeling the after effects um, of, of these new, I don't know, these new parts of ourselves that we had to discover over, over the pandemic or over the course of a few years, you know, it's, um, you know, all these different shifts and changes in our lives. And um, I've definitely mourned like little, little parts of myself. And I think it's weird because I tend to push away feeling especially Mm. anything negative same Um, I'm
1: right there with you on that
0: you know and I don't I don't want to show it like I had a phone call the other day and um just sidebar I had a phone call the other day and I had I got some some news that I wasn't thrilled about and I was on the phone I was like yeah it's fine like it's totally fine like like it's what whatever it's totally good As soon as I hung up the phone and I wasn't like holding it in, I wasn't holding any uh, on the phone. I was so good having a great conversation. As soon as I hung up the phone, tears, (laughs) Mm. you know, just, and it's, it's so funny because I feel like I I push away feeling so much that it builds up. I do tend to bottle it up a little bit and then it comes out in waves and later after the fact Um, I'm not very good at being like a now processor.
1: Oh my God, same. I find it very difficult. And I think it's also, I find working on my mindset, like one of the hardest things to do. It's one of the hardest things we all do, right? Like having to change Mm. or tweak certain parts of ourselves and also register that we act in certain ways in certain situations and how to counteract that. That's so difficult. So What do you think has been the biggest change you've made to your own mindset? I don't
0: know. I I, I know. (laughs) And it's like, when I was younger... I mean and even now to an, a degree I, you know I I was raised in the south and I I would always be told as a kid like don't complain you know be polite you know mm. mind your mind your manners like you know respect your elders and when you're a kid everybody's older than you so and and I I realize now that like as a kid I didn't there were no there were no like um, conditions on those statements. It was just a, a blanket statement. So that meant, you know, if you have, if you know, as a kid, even though you might not have like the right language to, you know, eloquently say, "I respect you," however, I disagree, or you know, that makes me uncomfortable, or I don't like this. Um, I didn't. I didn't understand that I was allowed to do that, and so I think mm. as an adult, that kind of led to me pushing down and tamping down feelings. And I think especially over the past few years, um, definitely, definitely from, I think I really started to like put my foot down and like let those things out a little bit more, probably like, I don't know, a few, a couple of years ago, it's been, a, it's been a journey. Um, because It's, you know, like we were talking like with parties, like it's either all or it's, it's all or nothing, you know? And and that's where I'm trying to find, um, a balance with that because, or with expressing myself because, um, when I first, you know, when I first started trying to express something that made me feel negatively to someone, it came out in, (laughs) in, um, white hot rage <laughs> mm. I got really really mad and I think it was because I had all that pent up like frustration of like never expressing myself and I was like okay that's not right um <laughs> that's not how you have a healthy conversation um and and then you know and it, it comes out that way sometimes where I, I just like I get mad um I can be a little fiery but um but it's been learning how to eloquently communicate um that, you know, it, it, like, I guess emotional boundaries and which is so important for everyone. Um, and and I think what's helped a lot has been, you know, finding the happy medium between the slow processor, the slow emotional processor that I personally have. Um, and like, you know, taking five, taking ten, you know, maybe like sometimes what really helps me is seeing the words written out Um. seeing the emotions written out and then um you know going back over my thoughts being like okay these feelings are valid however (laughs) extreme passion um and um extreme emotion we don't need that right now we can put her aside and we can approach the situation really logically. So it's so funny because I was I grew up with an either or, a very black and white. And now as an adult, I'm kind of like retracing my steps, like the conditioning that I had as a kid and now I'm trying to adjust it and fix it.
1: You have always had so much determination and really amazing positive ambition like the fact you like moved yourself out to LA like you were just saying and then you ended up like basically sleeping in a car to basically pursue acting like have you always backed yourself
0: yes and no I've always been stubborn um and I've always used feeling like I couldn't or I wasn't allowed as fuel to just do whatever I what I wanted to do um so aka moving to LA and um you know Finding my, you know, finding my first job and, you know, living out of the car and, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. I think that was always like fuel Mm. built up or pent up inside.
1: This episode is brought to you in partnership with Misma, who, just like this podcast, are all about self-expression and creating a world that is more positive, inclusive and sustainable through their jewellery. Misma continually collaborate with game changing creatives, and all of their pieces are made using 100% recycled sterling silver and recycled gold plating. Not a scrap of metal is wasted, and we love to see it. Check out Misma's iconic pieces from stunning signet rings to elegant hoop earrings at misma.com. And remember, use my discount code JOSH15 at the checkout for 15% off, excluding promotions and the Misma Fine Collection. Hey, it's Josh here. Just wanted to say, if you're loving this conversation, there are loads more incredible episodes available now. You can get them wherever you are listening to this. I live for the fact you took any kind of negative feeling and you used it to propel you forward because let's cut to you being on the Glass Onion set with like, you know, just like the A to Z of Hollywood People. We're talking like I Daniel Craig, know. Kate Hudson, who was on the podcast recently. Like, I mean, the list just Love goes her. on and on and on. And then the fact that you just like, literally got to casually go on holiday to Greece with them and film at the same time. I mean, what was the peak moment, honey? <laughs> I
0: mean, I think, God, I still, I still think about that summer. And uh, again, like when you're in the middle of something that's so incredible and it's just all happening so fast in front of you, And then not really processing what has just happened until you're like, you're sitting there after the project's wrapped and you're like, oh my God, like, what did I just do? I just spent the summer in Greece. I like, you know, I met and worked with actors and people that i have looked up to since i was young like a kid Mm. like i grew up watching them and admiring them and and watching brian's movies and you know i remember when i was when i would be writing you know my papers for school i would i would have every i'd have like 50 uh, 50 little tabs open on the computer and i would go from one music video to the next and janelle's dirty computer like I would, I would listen to her. So that would be like one of the tabs open and, um, and just, it's just legends. Like they are just so, they are also iconic. And, um, and so I was terrified at first, um, <laughs> absolutely scared, shitless. And, <laughs> um, and I was just, you know, I was just so nervous because, you know, Outer Banks, obviously, is, um, I had been, you know, we'd just wrapped season two of Outer Banks when I got a Knives Out, or Glass Onion, and, um, and I, you know, Outer Banks is, 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 hard. It's, it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy, um, you know, it's a very, it's a very emotionally taxing and physically taxing set. Mm. And, um, and I felt like, you know, I felt as though it, it was a wonderful training ground, but I was so afraid that it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to have, I was so afraid that I wasn't going to be able to hold my own. Um, and I was afraid that it was just going to be on plain display next to these actors. And, um, and so and once we got into it and i saw like i mean everybody was just so free i was like okay free let's be free <laughs> be, be be fucking free you know like talk like a human <laughs> you know it's okay and it's it's and ryan is you know wonderful and he's like trust type director like you know that you could at any moment you know feel like you know have like a little you know i don't know freak out or whatever and, and he knew all of us so well he knew exactly what he needed to do for every actor which is what a good director does um and then you know so there was like the duality of this like anxiety that he had for this project and wanting wanting to be able to do a good job and it was also like we were on vacation so <laughs> I was, like, having a stressy vacation. It was truly, like, a little Mamma Mia moment. I, I went off, and everybody that I knew was, you know, 12 hours away. So there was, like, I only had a small window of my day where I was talking to people at home. So the rest of it, mm-hmm. it was just to myself. So especially on days where I wasn't working, I had to get, like, I would sit there and, like, I don't speak the language here as much as I'm trying Everybody that I know is either working right now on set or they are asleep. What, what, like, I, you know, how when you finally have to sit down with yourself by yourself? Oh, yeah. For yourself?
1: I've got to now face myself and also just live with my own yes. internal thoughts. That is quite a tricky situation to be in, it's to say the tricky.
0: least. It's so tricky, especially when you're already going through like so much anxiety already. Like it's just uh-huh. like this crazy feedback loop that you're just getting to yourself. Um, and it's it can be a little maddening. Um, and it was, but I also, I learned so much about myself. It, like I truly felt like I, I, that whole trip, I grew up a little bit. Because I had to get real, and I and I, you know, it it was it was wonderful because I learned so much from watching these other actors, um, and I just tried to make like a sponge, and then I, you know, I got really really into just taking care of myself and cooking for myself and like i would i would go to the local markets and i would go get like the most fresh like vegetables i would make ratatouille and i'd have my little wine my little drinky and i would like play abba and or like i would you know if the wi-fi was working i would i would have my apple tv and I'd, i'd watch friends i would do a puzzle and i'd wake up go on runs and like the ocean would be right there it was and then on the weekends we'd go into Spetsis or any of the the neighboring islands, and we'd go, um, we'd go shopping or we'd go four wheel like ATVing. It was just, it was so dreamy. It was it was the most the most dreamy situation ever, paired with probably one of the greatest periods of growth in a s- short amount of time.
1: Babes, you were basically filming Mamma Mia three behind the scenes.
0: I mean, I know. <laughs>
1: We need to get you cast in that because I need to see you performing ABBA. I need you to see see you be a dancing queen. I would
0: love that. At this point, it, Mama Mia is like, or Mama Mia and ABBA, it's just a personality trait. Um, at this, like, it just, yesterday I was driving around a little golf cart and I was just like blasting ABBA. <laughs> for no reason, other than- You're like,
1: Mama Mia, bitches, I'm coming through. <laughs>
0: I was like, self-care, bitches. This is what it looks like. <laughs> I I will say, I think I'm a great singer with auto tune. Back to your original question, do you sing? <laughs> there, there you go. No, I do not. Not any kind of singing that anybody wants to hear.
1: I feel like the world has been robbed by the fact that we were not blessed with singing voices. Yeah, That's how hell? I feel. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah.
0: Everybody should feel so sorry. And it's so sad that they're missing out.
1: (laughs) They are missing out. Well, do you know one thing we are not missing out on is the fact that Outer Banks Season 3 is finally on the horizon, coming out on the 23rd of February. Ding, ding. Put that in your diaries, honeys. I mean, a couple of plot twists here for anyone who Mm -hmm. hasn't watched Season 2. But the new season picks up after the dramatic... When we say dramatic... I, think, I, I don't think I've quite watched a more dramatic season finale <laughs> <laughs> as Out of Bags, where you basically find out your dad was alive all along, you get kidnapped by said time. dad, found out he killed your boyfriend's dad, almost got strangled to death by your dad, and then your boyfriend almost yep. kills your dad. Um, how much can one girl take, babe?
0: <laughs> I mean, I've often asked myself this question um, for Sarah. That is one resilient motherfucker, um, mm-hmm. and I, she's she has she's been through hell and back, all in the matter of like it really like the show only really takes over it doesn't take place over a very long period of time it's actually I think when we when you add it all up it's actually a very short amount of time so <laughs> Sarah's got some unpacking to do um, but yes all for love. All because she fell in love. You know, and I, I think about Sarah, and I'm like, of course this is an adventure of a lifetime, but me personally, if if dating someone <laughs> caused this much <laughs> tra- trauma, <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm out. (laughs) Sorry. But like, you know,
1: like... (laughs) I'm right there with you. If someone came to me with this much drama, I'd be like...
0: Honestly,
1: I haven't got the time in the day. Bye, bitch. Get in the bin. I I haven't got the time.
0: Get in the bin. No, I know. I just... I don't have the time, um, nor the money, um, nor the patience to deal with this. I am a person who likes to be clean... Um, I like to have my like skincare routine. and I like to put on some makeup. You know, whatever I feel like it. And so, I they're always so dirty. <laughs> they're always so. They always look like they smell really bad, and it, I, I, their breath must reek. Um, oh, and I just, get them
1: some Listerine, babes.
0: You know, I think about. You, you okay it is helpful actually like practically speaking during the making of, of outer bags we always inevitably end up dirty like we go into the fitting and i see a really cute outfit and then you know the immediate afterthought is oh, how many episodes till this is just filthy um but um i it, practically speaking back to my original point it is helpful because on some days you know I some days you forget to shave your, your legs or your armpits or, you know, whatever. And it's realistic. So there's a there's a plus. There's a plus.
1: <laughs> that is a plus. <laughs> Basically, so Sarah needs a really good bath and her therapist probably needs a raise and probably so do you at the end of filming that.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I think her therapist and my therapist both. Um <laughs> like usually at the end of a season I'm like I, I'm like hobbling away after they've like picture wrapped me I'm like my therapist will be hearing about this um because it's just like I said it, but no I have all jokes I totally it's it, they're always they're always really really fun and and um very physically and emotionally taxing seasons but we always walk away very very proud um and I you know I walked away I know everybody walked away from this one feeling very proud as well
1: oh my god 100 percent! but babes I'm gonna have to ask this out bank season three with that shopping list of issues that Sarah's got what can we expect <laughs> serve me that tea teasers with those teasers I've got my knife I've got my fork serve it to me on the plate what can we expect babes
0: okay um we are serving up a refill of Piping hot, daddy issues. Um, and
1: <laughs> fresh off the menu, daddy issues.
0: Yeah, you know, oh, fresh off the press, daddy issues. Um, you can have it. You could have it cold, but we're serving it hot for for <laughs> this one. Um, and we are also serving up, you know, a charcuterie board of um, adventure and mm-hmm. some more adrenaline. And I, personally, I unlocked a new fear this, this season. The way the season wrapped up, our writers were just, they were um, all gas, no brakes. And we, they, like, they just sent it. Like, we were, if you wanted a visual for how it felt when we were shooting the past couple of episodes, it was, it was like a supercharged lawnmower <laughs> With the with the Poglandia flag, with the chicken <laughs> and the bra, a joint in mouth, and Motley Crue blasting, that was that was that was that was us just just sending it.
1: That is a vision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. If you were ever going to describe a
1: TV show, get that on the poster. I'm watching it.
0: <laughs> I think it, I think I get maybe like sued from Mad Max because I feel like they'd be too similar. We really like, we, we hit it hard this season. Um, and we, it's so funny because every year I always think like, oh, we can't, there's no way we can top this kind of adventure mm. and this action. Like at this, you know, it, it's so crazy. Like the things that we do, um, and we always, you know, put 1000% into them and then <laughs> cut to uh, the end of the season for, for three. And I was like, wow, we're, I don't know how we did it, but we did it.
1: I mean, babe, as teasers go, that was a tasty <laughs> teaser. <laughs> that's basically your whole daily calorie intake, that teaser.
0: <laughs> I mean, there, there you go. So that, that's your charcuterie board. Um,
1: Babe, yeah. that that was a stunning charcuterie board. I need to come round to your house to dinner if that's what you call a charcuterie board because it's stunning, delicious, tasty. I mean, you've already achieved so much and you must be so freaking proud of yourself of how far you've come. But when you're thinking about what you want to do next, I feel like you need to be in season three of White Lotus and come back as sort of like Jennifer Coolidge's, like, long lost granddaughter who's going to come back and, like, reap revenge for her death. I feel like this could be a stunning role for you. Thoughts, feelings?
0: Thoughts and feelings? I would love to. I mean, I'm currently... <laughs> so I've never watched White Lotus. And I'm just actually... Now I'm... Well, I'm, I'm watching it now for the first time. And I'm really enjoying it. And I would... I haven't seen season two. I started season one. Um, and I've just... It just... It's so fun. It's so good. It's very, it's so smart and clever. And I've, you know, I had such a good time with Ryan as like, you know, Ryan so good at whodunits and like mystery. And I would, I would be honored. Only if you would come on with me. (laughs) How is that gonna happen? We have to be sidekicks or something, I don't know.
1: We would have to be like the bitchy queens who turn up just to like cause so much havoc at that party with the stunning vocals. And the stunning yes, costumes, too.
0: Stunning vocals, <laughs> or or we have absolutely nothing to do with the plot. We just like had committed tax fraud, and so we're on the run. <laughs> you know, like, and we just we just showed up, and everybody thinks we have something to do with it, but we're all talking about so you know, completely different things.
1: Babes, we need to pitch this. We need to make this happen. If we need, I'm going to send this podcast episode to every single person in HBO and we're going to make it happen. This is the dream. Thank God.
0: I I love HBO.
1: Everything is possible. We're manifesting it, babes.
0: We're manifesting it. It's, it's going to happen.
1: As you know, at the end of every episode, I always ask each guest in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you'll always live by? And last time... I asked you this. I went back and had a little listen. You said something that really saved me, and I love this quote. You said, "Speak up, say something, and don't let your anxiety quiet you." Is that still a rule you'll live by, or have you got a new one you want to share? You
0: know, I think for as much as we talked about, like you know, um, like people, (laughs) um, our self growth and like our how we're changing, you know, constantly like morphing and learning from ourselves and others. I think that that probably still reigns very true for me. And then, you know, I think also learning, learning when to put yourself first Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, learning that no, and um, putting, you know, what you need first and, you know, canceling plans or, learning to listen to yourself is also a really, really lovely form of self-care that I think we often forget about. It's not just fuzzy socks and masks. It is um, learning how to listen to yourself and what you need, that too. So we'll add that on to our past reign.
1: Thank you so much, babe. You are the best.
0: The best. I love you so much.
1: Oh, love you even more. Thanks for being here for this episode of Rain. If there are things that resonate with you, I'd love to hear from you. Get me on socials at Josh Smith Host. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow, and share this with someone you think should hear it. Let's get those convos going because that is what this podcast is all about.